reasons I chose this one was because not only was it not a diet, I had mm. accountability with someone. And mm. that for me was extremely important mm. because I knew what to do. What if I told you that you had the power to change your life today just by choosing what you will eat next? Welcome to the podcast, Eat Your Best Life, where together through interviews and conversations, we dig deep into the power of plant-based nutrition and other lifestyle changes in enhancing your life both physically and spiritually. If you are ready to level up concerning your health, then this is the show for you. I am your host, Cersei Blue. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to Eat Your Best Life. I'm your host, Cersei Blue, aka The Faithful Vegan. I am so excited about this episode that I'm about to share with you. I had a wonderful conversation with Erna Josiah Davis from the platform From Health to Best Life. In this episode, she talks about straying away from the knowledge of health she had growing up as a child and her wake-up call regarding her health and how that led her down a path of healing and transformation. Erna is so such a sweet, relatable, and knowledgeable person in the area of health and wellness. What I love most about our conversation is her passion for teaching and helping others to take tiny steps towards their health. We had to tape this episode twice because of technical difficulties, so there was one fun fact that didn't make it to this episode, and so I thought I would share it with you guys now. Erna talks about coming from a legacy of health, and if you're familiar with the Blue Zone research in which a study captured regions of the world that had the most centurions, well, Erna's dad was part of the Blue Zone study in Loma Linda, California, where they found that these group of people lived as much as a decade longer than the average population and most of their longevity was attributed to their plant-based diet and regular exercise. I thought this was so cool that Erna came from this legacy of health straight away for a moment, but returned with a passion to change lives. Such a remarkable story. I think you guys are going to be so encouraged. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, Cersei. Hi, Erna. How are you? I'm so happy um, to have you on the show. I'm so excited. I am just as excited, if not more excited. Thank you. Long time coming, isn't it? I know. Wonderful. So for those of you who are listening and you don't know Erna, uh, she's going to be such a blessing to listen to today. Um, and what I love about her is that she breaks down just how to get healthy in such a way that's palatable, easy, relatable. And so I'm so excited for us to talk to her. So let's dive in. So first of all, I just want to say Instagram is awesome because I met you on Instagram. Yes. And we had shared interest and we kind of got to know each other. And it's just amazing how networking just really introduces you to so many different people. But I'm going to dive in. So let's jump in. So can you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, um, your health journey, how you got here, and things like that? Great. I would love to. I'm so honored to be here because we, we did meet on Instagram. And it's not often that an introvert like me meets people and connects with other people on a platform like social media. 
but that's no matter what a, what kind of a bad rap social media might get, it really can be quite powerful. So we kind of connected um, about our nutrition. And I think that's what really drew us together. We're probably both looking at other feeds and posts from other people about their healthy lifestyle, getting healthier, especially as it relates to what they eat. So we met sort of that way. And, and nutrition has been extremely pivotal to my health journey. I am a nurse practitioner by profession. And most recently, within the last couple of years, I became a health coach. And here's why. I had a story to share and I literally could not contain it any longer. And even an introvert can find ways to share and connect just like you and I did and, and share your journey and hope and pray that it will influence, help, support, motivate someone else on their health journey. So that's really how I came here in a nutshell. I have always had an interest in nutrition, in my nutrition, learning about nutrition. Yes, I'm a nurse and I kind of learned a lot of things along the way, especially that relates to my patient population. But as far as making myself healthier, making my, my uh, dealing with the inside of my body and the outside of my body and what I put in and on my body, that really really came to a head a couple years ago when I uh, went for a normal checkup with my doctor, did some routine lab work. I like to check every few years just to make sure things are okay, especially things like my blood sugar test because it's in my family. And that year, a couple years ago, uh, my, my blood sugar test, the A1C level came up borderline diabetic. So as some of you may know, that test will kind of put you into categories. And like most labels, they categorizing you will sort of, it kind of tells you what's your, what's your risk and what does it mean and what can you do to change those risks? So that's how I took it anyway. And it really, and for some people it's like, oh, it's just a blood test. You didn't have an illness. You didn't get really sick. Like a lot of people do, you didn't have um, a close family member, although I do, I have had lots of friends and family members go through some really tragic things um, as a complication of a lot of chronic illnesses. But when I saw that number, which is the highest I had ever seen it, mm. my mom had diabetes for decades and was on insulin and lots of medication. And I, mm. that was my turning point. And I said, I have to do something different. And mm. that is what set me on the path that's led me here. A lot's happened between then and now, but that's really <laughs> what, that was the pivotal point for me. Mm, wow. I know that I share a similar story in that sometimes it's that wake up call, just something that mm -hmm. happens that kind of shows externally on paper that could yeah. really um, open your eyes. So what happened from there? So you found out that your AC levels were high you knew about your mom's history and your family mm -hmm. history. So what did you do from there? Mm -hmm. What happened after that? I, I decided to take matters into my own hands. And that's how I am in general, just about most mm -hmm. things. Um, if there's something I can do, if there's something that's within my control, 
and I want to change something. Yes, things change is just as hard for me as it is for most people. But that was enough impetus for me to say, what do I need to do to fix that number? And at that time, I was focusing on that number, mm-hmm. which is fine, whatever it takes, right? And that's an, it's an important number, important indicator for some of some, some potential health issues. So I knew right away that this was because of my nutrition. And how did I know that? Well, because for, I grew up knowing, you know, I grew up in, in the church, my family, all of my family were, I was, I'm a pastor's kid. So we have always had this health message. We've always known my mom kept this book back to Eden on her bedside table. I grew up Mm. knowing a lot of things about health and nutrition, especially, and how we should focus our nutrition, especially when illnesses were involved. But I was sure, and I knew just based on my education, school, all that kind of stuff, that you can prevent things just as easily, if not easier, Mm. than curing something, right? Right. Isn't there a saying that says, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure or something like that. So I I knew Mm -hmm. that. I knew that in my head. What I had Mm -hmm. to do was to get to to make those small changes Mm -hmm. to actually live that out. So I knew it was nutrition from the beginning, from the get-go, probably even before I saw that number, I knew I had to do something about my nutrition. Mm -hmm. I I had had a friend. I'm going to make a long story (laughs) really short. I had had a friend who had a, a fellow nurse um, who I've worked with for many years. We, we don't work in the same place anymore, but we've been in touch off and on for several years. She happened around the same time, touch base with me again about um, uh, some nutrition programs that she found really well. So one day we said a quick set of texts back and forth. We were just catching up saying hi. And I told her, you know what, I really need, we were just talking about our life and our families and all this kind of thing. And I said, I really need to do something pivotal for my nutrition. And she said, why don't you try this nutrition program that I've found extremely, extremely powerful because it is not a prescription. It's not a diet. It's not all these things that really appeal to me. And I checked it out. I did a lot, a lot, a lot of research. Uh, she sent me information. I Googled information. I looked at all the materials I can find. And I decided at that point, after doing some research, to try this. And I said, you know, what? I need to do something different. And there are a few things. What made that nutrition program different? I could have, sure, I could have done lots of things on my own. I could have picked any up out of the many different programs out there. I could have picked any of them. But one of the reasons I chose this one was because not only was it not a diet, I had Mm. accountability with someone. And Mm. that for me was extremely important Mm. because I knew what to do. And yes, I could follow this program. I could could look at the videos. I can follow the meal plans and all the suggestions, which were very helpful, of course. But I had to check in with someone on a regular basis. And that's probably one of the most important things I've ever done for my health. Yes, the nutrition program was extremely powerful, but the accountability is what for me 
worked and made me follow it day in, day out. And even on mm. those days that I slipped up or whatever we call slip up, where I might might eat some of those chips that I shouldn't have eaten or whatever, 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 mm. I didn't follow the plan. I would dust myself off, pick myself up and start again the next day. And it was okay mm-hmm. to do that. So, yes. and then I lost 35 pounds. My goal had been at the time and weight is very, very um, closely related to illness. I think we all know yes. that Re- research mm-hmm. has shown that. So one of my goals was not only to improve my nutrition, but to use it to get some of the weight off that I had seen myself gain over the past couple of years. So I had a goal of 25 mm. pounds. I lost 35 in about six months. And I was in that process. I was, I was blown away by the simplicity of it, the, mm. the simple powerfulness of it. And the fact mm. that I completely, I, I did some more blood tests. So this all happened this all happened within the span of a year. The blood test, me trying to figure out what I need to do, talking to my friends, starting the program. A year later, I made sure I went back because I wanted to see some sort of concrete evidence, if, if you will. I went yes. back and got my blood test done. So it was about a year later and my A1C was again normal. Wow. Um, so I decided then and there, but I had had to find some way to share that story, to share that journey, mm-hmm. and to help someone else, even if it's just one or two, a handful of people that mm. may have been in the same predicament I was in or, or something else to get mm-hmm. healthier. So that's the long, that's maybe I, it was longer than it probably could have been, but that's yeah. really how I ended up here as a health coach. Nice. Awesome. So you had a, what I like to call a go tell it on the mountain experience. Boy, did I ever. And so... <laughs> So now you're helping others um, kind of take charge of their health. So tell us a little bit about that. So I am now a health, what's, what I like to call myself a health and nutrition coach and mentor, kind of a long job description or a long kind of title. But that's what I, all of those words I have chosen quite deliberately. I, I am a coach, meaning that I provide tools that I know work because they work for me and I've seen them work for thousands of people. And I'm also a mentor in that I don't just hand you things and say, this works, follow, which is, it is what I do, but I really want to walk this journey with you. And in my other career, my nurse practitioner career, mentorship is, is extremely important in our profession. And it's important in many, if not, it's, I think most professions and it's, it's, a, it's a way of guiding, supporting, and walking a walk with someone. At least that's my definition of mentor. So mm. I truly believed, and I really wanted to, and I actually needed to for my own journey, so it was a little bit selfish, but I think it would also help this other person who's come to me, they've had questions, they have goals, they have health concerns, they have And they want to use the tools that I have shared with them that work for me or other things that I think would work for them. And that's what a coach does. I find out Mm -hmm. what their goals are, needs are, their most pressing needs, short-term, longer-term goals. And I say, okay, this worked for me, but I don't think it will work for you or whatever that is. And you find Mm -hmm. tools that will work for them. But then 
with that, or even more important than that, I will literally walk the walk with you. That's where Mm. the accountability comes in. Uh, uh, So I want to hold you accountable. You're going to tell me what you want out of this, what what your goal is for the week, for the month, for six months. And I'm going to check in with you and say, okay, you said you wanted to do this this week. How are we doing? So that's literally, and I want, and, and I welcome you to do the same for me. So that's what being a health and nutrition, and I add on the nutrition deliberately because my health journey was so um, nutritionally sort of enveloped. And I truly believe any health journey must focus on nutrition. Mm. I, I truly believe that. So that's why I make a distinction, even though nutrition, it's, it's almost should be without go without saying almost right but I I do deliberately make a distinction that it's health and nutrition and I'm a coach and a mentor so that's why if that all makes sense I put those four words together so that's what I do and I I, it's a business so wonderful um, that's another I think another uh, not the biggest um uh perk to this this Mm -hmm. job this new role that I've taken on now it's been a couple years so Maybe it's not that new, but relatively new for me, but mm-hmm. it's a business. So I can actually earn income coaching other people, mentoring other people, mm-hmm. um, sharing with other people. And I absolutely love it. Wonderful. So I've been following you for a little while. And a few of the things that really stuck out to me was you talk about the, the nutrition, which I want you to get a little deeper into that. But you talked okay. about the nutrition and you talk a lot about um, being plant-based and being yes. strong with plants. That's one mm-hmm. thing for you to kind of dig into that a little bit. But then the other side, what I really loved about your platform is that not only do you give the nutrition, because I think a lot of times people know, okay, I've heard it before. I got to eat my kale. I got to eat my mm-hmm. veggies, my fruit, my nuts, my seeds. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people say, well, I've heard that before. But mm-hmm. there's a gap between what I know and how I get there. And it seems like you emphasis, you put a lot of emphasis on those tiny things, like what are the habits? What are the mindset? Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. are the soft skills that you need to actually mm-hmm. implement those nutrition goals? Mm-hmm. And so could you just talk a little bit about, about that? Sure. It's, it's uh, I think people, uh, most people, certainly in our society, our culture, are I, I almost think they're intimidated by health. And I'm not sure that might not be quite the right word, but people do get nervous when you tell them in a nice way, of course, that you know to be healthy, you need to eat more vegetables, a lot more. You need to lose, you need to be within an ideal body weight. And there's a reason for that. Some people say you can be, you can be a little bigger, and be healthy. And that's not exactly true. There's a reason why there is a recommended ideal weight. There's, it's, it's, even if you don't have any illnesses right at, at, a, at a larger weight or, 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 un, or underweight too as well, even if you don't have currently any issues, you are set up for issues later. You don't see it now. So that brings me back to the intimidation of it all is that we, and this is a human thing, we rationalize things. If it's not on your face, kind of obviously 
um, bad for you or obviously leading down a path of illness or, or on any level, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, then it's probably okay. But I, I, I wanted to push back on that just a little bit for myself because I did it for me. I had been doing that myself. I had been eating sort of recklessly, literally for a couple years and I saw the weight piling on. And I started really looking into health and nutrition, not just from this program. I started learning some incredible research from this nutrition program that I followed and I still follow it to this very day. I started learning things and because of the things I was learning, the reasons why that, that model was created, it, it's called to be mindset um, because, and it gives you a clue in the name, is that really we have to change how we think about things. And that's not an easy thing for us to do as human beings. It really isn't. It wasn't easy for me. I don't think it's easy for a lot of people. And I think in, in the way we think about our health and our bodies, it's extremely hard. And I read something today in a book that I just started reading called Eat to Live by Joel Furman. I've been wanting to read this book for a very long time. And one sentence in the middle of the book caught my eye. And it's really related back to why people resist changing their nutrition so much. This is one of, I'm sure, many factors, but the sentence is very simple. The American standard diet or the way Americans eat. I'll come back to the American standard diet in a minute. The way the Americans, most Americans eat in our culture as, as adults is based on how they ate when they were growing up. Mm, yeah, very powerful. Very powerful. It is very powerful. And what that to I, I immediately stopped and I said, you know, that makes such sense. It's it's not just we prefer Heinz ketchup over any other brand of ketchup, even though that's true. I know some people that will only eat Campbell's mm -hmm. canned soup mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. or a certain brand of something. It's not just that, even though that's part of it. But our habits for eating mm -hmm. as opposed to yeah as opposed to lots of other habits we have tons of habits every day but health and nutrition especially eating habits are established when we're we're babies mm. when we're toddlers that's when we learn how to feed ourselves yes we're being fed by someone else and that's actually true because th that's where those habits come from that's where they're started and a lot of those habits, there are some people who can evolve over time and change those habits for whatever reason, maybe because of their health or just their taste or whatever. But a lot of the way we eat now as a culture is because that's how we grew up eating. So you can imagine how hard it is for many people to change that. It's, it's just, it, it makes perfect sense to me. So Habits are hard to make, to break. They're just as hard to make, but they're certainly doable. If you can make mm -hmm. them, you can break them and vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. yes. So I had to, I started dig digging deeper into what is it about this healthy eating that's so difficult? And all I could find out was that it, it's, it's shown time and time again. Research is very clear. It's not news research. It's actually decades old. Research has shown the type of eating that's the most healthy is not the American standard diet. Mm. It's a diet that's based on plant foods. It's, it's yes. really that simple. 
Right. It's really, if it grows it really from the earth, to, right. If it grows from the earth, that is really how we should be eating. Mm. And there are lots and lots of, re- lots of research, lots of reasons for that. Um, um, that digest- I mean, I could go, we could go on and on and list the reasons yes. why the plant kingdom has everything we need. And even if you're not vegan, if you're not plant-based, if the majority of your foods come from the plant being, that's the healthiest way to mm. live. Of course. And so mm-hmm. why is it so hard for people to accept that? Because that type of eating is almost the complete opposite to what Americans and, and people in usual in most of our, our, our developed countries are used to eating from childhood. They're not used to eating like that. They're yeah, not. that's it's, so it's, true. It's really almost the complete opposite to that. So, yeah. and then the American standard diet almost based its pyramid on what Americans like to eat. I mean, they tried to make it a, a little bit more balanced, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, but really, it was also trying to appease. That's also what I, I read in that book, and it really struck me. It also tried mm-hmm. to appease the, the, the wants and the tastes of what was normal when it yeah. was developed. So that's, the, that's how I connected those dots in my mm-hmm. mind. Yes. And it's so interesting because I know for myself, it's like when I started my own health journey, it's like you have to change your everything you knew about food, right? Mm-hmm. You have to change your relationship, the triggers, what you've always eat, eaten, because a lot of it is like you said, it's habit. It's what makes me feel good. And so now yeah. you're starting from scratch. So for those of the audience that are listening out there who might be saying, I've always eaten this way. I can't picture myself right. you know, changing. What, what, what would you say to that person that's kind of struggling and saying, you know, I'm used to a certain way of eating and, and how do I go from that toxic food to healthy food? How do I get there? How do I get there? You know? And, and this may sound, this may sound trite and forgive me everyone, but you have to take this one day at a time. Mm. you it's 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 too much because you're absolutely right you've been eating like this for a very long time and there's Mm. no way that I know of I've never seen it yes there's there's some extreme um probably examples that you can change that overnight you can't so don't try it's it's and it's okay and I think you need to give yourself grace I I tell this to myself all the time I tell tell this to my clients all the time my friends Take a deep breath and give yourself the grace to move forward. Move forward. You do need to move, but do it at a pace that you know can be sustained. And that may mm. mean, that may mean tiny baby steps. Tiny. And I when I say tiny, I mean tiny. I'll give you one example. Many years ago, because remember, I've known a lot of these things in my head. I've known a lot of this. Many, many years ago, when I was out of grad school, single, living on my own, I really wanted to get off of drinking cow's milk. And I, I, didn't, have, I didn't have an intolerance. I, wasn't, I didn't have any issue with digesting it. I just needed to get off. And I knew that. I had, I had a lot of skin issues, nothing else major other than that. And I knew there were just a lot of things that I could improve, little things that I could improve. And I just needed, I just, I just felt like I needed to get up. Everything else, I was eating 
a kind of almost like an American standard diet other than that. But I wanted to get off of milk. I just wanted to do that. And it probably took me a year to get off of cow's milk. And I did. And this was, it's probably been 25 years. And mm. I did it in a very stepwise fashion. I made baby steps changes over a few weeks. And then I'd do another little change. And I went from 2% to 1%. I did that over months. And then I went to non-fat. And I was on, actually, it probably took more than a year. I was on non-fat cow's milk for a long time. And I thought I was doing great. Mm. And then something, again, kind of pushed me. I said, I really need to get off of this. So I got off of cow's milk. And I remember I would have cow's milk and soy milk in my refrigerator because I would sometimes blend them or sometimes use one or the other. So I literally did this in baby steps. Mm. And it was probably, I've never done anything quite that slowly since. But if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. But I think there's power in substituting one habit at a time. And that's what that shows you. You're going to pick one tiny habit, replace it with something else that's better for you. One, just one. Just one. It may not be milk for you. It may be, I don't know, it might be ice cream. Or it might be just eating one more vegetable a day. You, you decide what that one thing is and that's all you need to focus on for that week or month or whatever you have to replace that habit a little bit at a time with just one thing so i and this is something i teach i i i've used it myself since that whole that milk example i've used it myself dozens of times and i've made many many changes over the years one at a time. This is before this this particular most recent um, uh, change in my health. Even before that, I would change. I went from white rice to brown rice. The same way. It's just mm-hmm. you just pick pick one thing at a time. Wonderful. And when you reach when you substitute it, you will see the success, and that has that does something to your brain, which I think is really important. Wonderful. As I'm hearing you speak, um, one of the things that come to my mind is that even though you're taking baby steps, that first little step still takes a lot of courage. And Mm -hmm. I know I've heard you speak about this a lot when you talk about people taking charge of their health, that it takes courage. And can you just talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about that to the audience? Because I think there's something meaningful in acknowledging that this is something difficult and it does take courage and just how that kind of empowers somebody. Yeah, it, it, It takes, I think, incredible courage because primarily, I think, because we're going to be doing it alone Hmm. often. And and that's not always the case. If you can find an accountability partner, and I I encourage it, even for the little things, if you can find someone else who that you can say, look, I am, it could be something as casual, I am going to eat more of this or less of this. I want you you to keep me accountable. I want to check in with you every so often. And I want you to ask me the question. And I'm going to be honest with you whether I did or didn't, whatever. So if you can find that, but most people don't do that, especially when they're just little things and you want to change them. But it does take courage to do, to change something, a habit that's been around for a long time, especially when you're doing it alone. So whether you you have a family and you want to just cut back on something or add in more salad and mm-hmm. you just 
you maybe you've never had salad with dinner before and all of a sudden you're bringing salad to them everybody's like why are you bringing whatever it is that's that's one of the biggest reasons it's going to take courage to just make that one change the other reason it's going to take courage is consistency takes courage mm. and habits are formed by by doing something over and over again there's going to be a trigger and and, and I, I I've, I've been reading books about what what is a habit what forms a habit and there needs to be a trigger and some kind of action and then a reward so there there needs to be all these steps and but you need to repeat that over and over again for a long time yeah. several several days or several weeks depends on the habit what this habit is and how often the frequency of the habit but you have to do it consistently and that takes courage it yes. takes courage to to pick yourself up maybe if you you did do it one day mm. it takes courage to say the next day i'm going to get back on and get this to do this again so it absolutely takes a lot of courage and courage comes from inside you i don't think you can you can get accountability from from outside sources but you it it comes from inside to to make this happen over and over again so that you can make that one small change. Awesome. Awesome. And I know it's January and, you know, a lot of people start. Um, I think mm. the real difficulty and I, I know I've been there where I've, you know, I've been there where I've jumped on in January and then by March, you know, you're, it's almost as if you didn't start it because you're, you know, you're, you're back to where you were before. What do you think in terms of our nutrition what do you think we can do in terms of just maintaining that consistency? Um, because I know a lot of times it's so easy to fall off the wagon after January. And it's like, how do you, how do you keep that engine going? Hmm. Uh, I, it's a great question. <laughs> um, and I, I sometimes struggle as a, as a health coach. And then I struggle sometimes myself. How do you keep the, how do you make it so that it's not overwhelming daunting for someone who you're you're trying to help in their their journey so that it, it it's it sounds doable they have what it takes etc cetera, etc cetera. you you motivate them but I have I usually tell people there's three things if 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 you don't mind me saying three things mm -hmm. that for as far as nutrition and health and making those changes yes you do need courage because again you need to do something different you, if you're going to change, you have to do something different mm. over and over again. Otherwise, you you will stay the same. And um, as not exactly stay the same. Actually, I'm going to take that back because of something that I also read. I've been learning. I've been doing a lot of self-educating and a lot of personal development lately. But um, I like to tell people there are three things as far as nutrition that will set you up for success. Mm. One I already talked about accountability. I, and I really think that's huge. It could be someone in your own house that would actually be great if you if there's no one in your house that you 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 feel can really hold you accountable in a supported loving matter, but but really truly hold you accountable. Find someone else, a coworker, a friend, a relative, someone else that that can. The second thing is meal planning. Mm. And uh you know, there's an expression. Again, these expressions are old and most of them really ring true. If you fail to plan, 
you plan to fail. And it's the same with what you eat. So not having a plan either from day to day or from week to week going forward, it is very hard to stay on track. So you must plan and more importantly, you must prepare mm. the things you're going to eat. That's, that's huge, 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 huge. It absolutely changed my life and my nutrition, hands down. So I plan and prepare what I eat every single day. Mm. I have to. And especially since I've gone now, uh, that's a whole nother story, how I've ended up whole food plant-based and, and, and probably mostly nutrarian. I can never say that. Nutritarian, yes. I love Dr. Furman. I love him. I I've been following I'm, him for I'm years. You, I'm just getting on the bad wagon. But and do you know never. what? I'll give you a nugget what? here. You could look it up. He's actually okay. doing a research where you could join online and he actually looking for women. And what he does Ooh. is that he will follow you for the next 15 or so many years for one of his studies. Ooh. And he's actually Ooh. looking for women. So those of you who are listening and wow. you want to look into Dr. Berman and nutritarian diet, up. he is um, actually looking for people who are going to eat a nutritarian diet and be able to take their wow. blood work and follow them. So that might be something you want to wow. investigate. Yeah. Wow. I would, I would love that. I have actually been a part of several long-term health studies. Yes. Um, so I, I do love that because the information that has already come out from them, as you know, you really, you really have to look at a large population for a long time to really mm -hmm. tease out um, benefits for anything, yes. for health, for disease, whatever it is. So yes, that I would love that. So I'm going to check that out. Thank yeah, you check so it much. Out. So, so those are probably the three. And I had another one that totally slipped my mind, but accountability, meal planning, and meal prepping. Oh, I did have one. So I, I, put, I put meal planning and meal prepping sort of, they're coupled together. together. They kind of go together for me. So accountability, mm -hmm. meal planning, and meal prepping. And the third thing is so key. And I, again, I touched on it earlier about being part of the plant kingdom we have got to eat more vegetables and we have got to eat a lot more of them. Yes. And yes. if we can do even, it doesn't even matter, preferably raw, but even slightly cooked or slightly roasted or slightly steamed, mm. um, even if you still saute great. But if we can do those three things, yes. if we can get an accountability partner, no matter how, where it is, if we can plan and prepare most, if not all of our meals, and if we can just eat more vegetables, mm. those three things, I think, really encapsulate what the, the, the trajectory we should all be going. If yeah. we all did that, those three things, I think the, the, the epidemiology of this culture as far as health, mm -hmm. chronic illness and disease and all of the complications associated with them will change. It will take time, but it, it will, it has to change. And that's mm. what I would love to see in my lifetime. That's amazing. And I think sometimes we, we look at green vegetables and it just seems so simple. It's like, can it just be that? You know, yes. you just eat your greens and that can change um, yeah. our medical system. Yes. But it really is. It's, 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 it's the incredible. food we were designed to, to eat. eat. We were created to you eat know? that food. And that food was created yeah. to sustain us. Yes. 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 
And, um, you know, what I've been coming to realize myself, and you could talk a little bit about this, um, as we kind of pivot a little bit is that I've, I've come to realize that I used to think that taking care of my health was a choice. Like I used to think, well, Mm. if I felt like it, if I was at a certain place in my life and I used to juggle it, like I would, should I take this job or that job? You know Mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I've come to a place in my life now where I realize that health really isn't a choice. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a must Mm -hmm. and it's self care. Mm -hmm. It's an act Mm -hmm. of self love Mm -hmm. um, for self. And so can you just talk a little bit about what it means? Because I, I love your your business name is called From Health to, to Best, Best Life. Life. <laughs> that and is- I think mm-hmm. that that encapsulates that. It's like you could be just going about your life with health, but then do you not want the best life? Mm-hmm. It's, and, you know, mm-hmm. and so talk a little bit mm-hmm. about that. Well, I you cannot have a fantastic life, no matter how you define it, without mm-hmm. good health. If you, whatever your, your definition of, of best life on this earth is, if you're not healthy, it's, it's a wash. I, I know this. If you don't feel good on the inside, in your mind, in your body, in your spirit, no matter if you have achieved all of the things, it's not going to be the most fulfilled life. I don't think it can be. And I think that's how we're created. But I also learned that every day, every, I don't know how many decisions do we make in a day? Hundreds, probably. From the time we open our eyes and we're conscious again until we're unconscious again, the next time we go to sleep, we make dozens, if not hundreds of small and not so small decisions. And every one of those decisions, especially the ones that are related to our health, whether it's our environment, what we eat, what we put inside of our ears, our eyes, and our, uh, of course, into our mouths, um, affects our health in one of two ways. It either improves it mm. or it doesn't. Mm. As Powerful. in, it, it, it either improves our health or it makes our health worse. We, we are almost it's almost impossible to stay the same from either one day to another, from one decision to another. That's just how, because every, every decision builds on the decision we made before it, you know, that's kind of like how life is. It, I, I, maybe I'm not getting too philosophical, but it, it either improves our health. Every bite you take, every mm-hmm. meal you eat, every beverage you decide to drink either improves your health or it, makes it a little worse but these changes though these changes are usually so tiny we don't notice it Mm. until Until they become large (laughs) until those changes have added up over time Mm -hmm. and they become large enough for us to notice and those things are usually illness disease Mm. pain or or discomfort of some kind so Mm. so it, so that's why, that's the other reason why it takes a lot of courage to change things before it comes to that point. Because it's really hard for us to see. Even though those changes do occur, they're very difficult for us humans to notice and to, per- to even perceive them until, unless we become, unless we know the information that we need to know about how things affect our health, 
and we are intentional about those things and we want something, there has to be an end goal. So you have to actually want good health, obviously, and you need to have the courage, like we've talked about, to make those tiny little changes, knowing, trusting even, having faith. And mm. one of my challenge groups is called um, Health and Faith in Action. And that's, a, mm. that's exactly why I named it that, because we mm. have to have faith that mm. every decision we make is going to affect health in the long term, short term and the long term. We just may not see those changes right away. Mm. We might not see them for a month. Maybe we do. Some, some may not notice it for a few months or even longer, but we have to have faith that yeah. those tiny decisions absolutely yeah, have an effect up. on our health. Wow. They add up. They add they up. Do. And that's amazing because it, it's so interesting just how it, it interferes with every aspect of our life. Like food affects your emotionality, your physical oh. body your oh, mental state mental and state. a lot of times people don't even recognize even your spiritual state you know absolutely. because you need mental clarity to function in all of those realms and if you absolutely. don't have that you know it leaves you at a, at a deficit and so man the power it, of food it everything <laughs> the power of food it's extremely powerful and i am so glad that we we've, we've given this knowledge by our creator and mm -hmm. as well as the knowledge that we have been been obtaining for millennia, this is mm. this is not new. None of the things we've talked about today are new. They're not new, right? It's just new to the to the to the masses. Put it that it way. It might be new to the yeah. masses, or it might be framed in a way that's new. No, the research right. is clear, and I, I have to give credit to the to the books that I have been reading that I've talked about. Mm. I've learned so much. I I mentioned one. Eat to Live by Joel Furman. Yes, the other, awesome the other awesome book. The other book that really changed my life was is called The Slight Edge, and that's where I kind of um, understood the philosophy uh, that you know every decision is changing you, even in uh, a little way, for yes. better or for worse. Every decision, and that's when I wrapped my brain around that. It was like wow. Wow. And there, there are the lots of little, uh, lots of not so little books that I've read more recently that have absolutely affected how I look yeah. at my health. That's amazing. And we'll link those books in the description. So for those absolutely. of you who are listening to her, shoot off these titles of the books. Don't worry. I will put those in the show notes. Wonderful. So that we could definitely look into those books. But it's been so great talking to you. But so give me some idea. What's what's up and coming this year for health to best life? What what's what do I well, what's, what's coming up in 2020? Well, I am so excited. Like I mentioned earlier, I have uh, recently launched. I try to launch uh, groups again. Accountability is huge. And I try to, to provide and create the space, the safe space, um, a private space for for my clients to to come and be accountable and get what they need to reach their goals. And so I have formed a group called Health and Faith in, in Action 2020. And again, I'm very deliberate with the words I've used. Health, obviously faith, like I talked about earlier, and action. Action actually is my word for the year. I've never been, I don't, I don't know if you have been, Cersei, someone mm -hmm. who, who chooses a word for their, their year. Yes, yes, I have chosen a word. Action oh, is your word for 2020. Action, action, and I discovered my, that's my word for 2020. And I discovered my word literally while I was doing a Facebook Live ah. in my 
my free community Facebook group. I don't know what I was, I can't remember what I was talking about, but I think I was getting very um, excited about taking action in this new year. And I had goals yeah. and, and I wanted it to be different from 2019. And it, I just literally stopped mid sentence. I said, Oh, there it is. It resonated with me. I said, that's my word. I'm taking action. And that's my word for 2020. And so that's why it's part of this group. Yeah. Um, so I am going to build that group. I want it to become mm. powerful, powerful for the people in it, powerful mm. for the people who they influence. And that's really my goal. I have lots of business goals as well. My health coaching business, I am taking it to a totally different level than 2019. And I have all the tools that I need. But now, and that's the thing, we all have the tools or some of us may have the tools. We just need to take action. Wonderful, wonderful. So just because you brought action up for that group, could you give us maybe a little nugget from that group? What is like one or two things that someone can do to take action for their health? Just give us a little nugget of what we might expect in that group. (laughs) So in that group, that group is, it's a private group and it's people who um, are my clients, my specific health coaching clients. And they get three things primarily when they're part of this group. They get the tools for nutrition, and they get the tools for, for movement, for, for, for working out every day, if they choose to do that, or three times a week, whatever. They have all the tools they need to do that. And number three, again, they get accountability in that group. And actually four, they get me. I am their personal coach. I am their, this, could, this is one-on-one. This is group coaching. This is live. This is checking in. This is phone calls. This is all of it that you need questions answered and again partnership accountability support membership and in this group I provide when I say tools I mean tools we have meal plans and recipes and shopping lists for everyone every single week we have um, twice weekly live calls in the group with me sometimes I bring a like tonight after this we record this I am going live in our group. I'm bringing on another coach, the same coach who actually influenced, gave me my program two years ago. I love her to death. Um, we're going to go on there. Other than doing a, Q, a live Q&A, we are going to give specific tips on meal prepping and how our group can, can continue meal prepping into next week. It's Thursday now. And I like to give people something to, to think about over the weekend so that as they're planning their week coming up, that's how I like to frame things. So they're, they're getting themselves ready for the following week. So I like to lead into the weekend. Plus, I don't like to take over people's weekend with things. So, yeah. so those are just, that's just a, a, the icing on the cake about what okay. we do in those groups to really help them reach their goals. It's, it's all about reaching those goals and keeping them accountable to do what it takes to get there. Wonderful. So what are, where could people find you if they wanted to know more? What, what are your handles for Facebook? I am, I am primarily, I am, I'm on all the platforms, but I hang out primarily on Instagram. I am at from, I'm sorry, from health to best life. I don't know why I always get tripped up to say my name, but I'm on Instagram (laughs) almost all day, every day in stories, especially Um, I do, I give lots of tips. I show my life. I show what I'm doing. I get really personal. And again, for an introvert, this is, this is um, huge for me, but I have grown so much that I really want people to see um, how this has all changed me. I want to be 
the example. I want them to know I'm just not talking, you know, not just blowing hot air, as they say. But this is how I live every day. So I talk morning routine. I talk what I'm working out, what I'm eating. I show them my big salads. I I do it all on Instagram stories. So I am from health to best life. I'm also on Facebook, Erna Josiah Davis. I have have a a free community, Food for Soul, uh, uh, community health and wellness uh, Facebook group where we have, and that group is growing lately. I'm just like, I don't know if it's a New Year's thing, but whatever it is, I'm grateful. It's a blessing. And that group is exploding right now. And I need to constantly come up with ways to offer information, support, and increase engagement there for that group. And I'm coming up with a challenge that I'm hoping will blow their socks off um, in the next few weeks. Um, so that's where I am most of the time. And you can always DM me on either of those platforms. I respond pretty quickly. Okay, wonderful. So I like to close the show out with asking all of my guests a few questions. Um, the first one is going to be, what are your top three foods in the plant kingdom? What are your top three foods? Ooh, would these be my favorite? Your favorite, the most? favorite dishes in the, in the plant kingdom, yes. Okay, so it doesn't have to be a, a one, in, one ingredient or one No, food. it could be more than I, one ingredient. Okay, so I have to start with hummus. I am crazy about hummus. Any okay. kind of hummus, so long as it's okay. very lemony and garlicky. And okay. I love to make my own. My second uh, food... Um, I love I love salads, and I'm 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 known among my friends who don't, especially the ones who've known me for a really long time. Every potluck, I bring a salad. That's just what I do, and I've done that for many years. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't bring I don't make or bring or eat salads. Lettuce, tomato, cucumber is not really a salad to me. It's it can have any of those things, no problem. But I bring salads that are full of texture and color. Um, and those will usually um, translate into incredible flavor. So I'm always the one, I've always added fruit to my salads, for instance, and people used to always look at me crazy. They don't, they're not as surprised anymore because I think people are getting used to it. But people used to think I'm crazy adding kiwi to a salad. I used to add straw. I used to, I always add fruit and just lots of different textures. I like soft, I like crunchy, I like different shapes I like so salads are huge for me okay so, so we hummus, got hummus salad, salad and the third one and um uh, uh oats oats got it. I eat all right oats and then the, every day. the last question of the hour is mm-hmm. this show of course is called eat your best life and we are encouraging everyone to eat their best life but what would you offer just shoot them out um as the you know the top couple tools that somebody needs to eat their best life what do they need in that toolbox or i should um, say in that picnic basket (laughs) okay is this a figurative picnic basket okay uh um i i just i just have to come back to uh, vegetables i I really definitely eat your veggies eat your veggies and just try to increase them in any way you're eating a sandwich put some more veggies you're eating soup, put some more veggies you're making a smoothie I'm a big smoothie drinker I have one almost every day put vegetables in the smoothie I mean that's an it's an ideal I mean 
just increase your smoothies. Um, and also, um, if, if you can do one other thing, there are lots of things you can do. If you can do one other thing, try to cut out one or all of the, the SOSs, the salt, oil, and sugars. Try to really dial back on any one or all of those. That would also be a great Another place time. to start. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, yeah, wonderful. So. Yeah. And a well, blender. I had so if, and if, a blender. If, a blender. Yes, if, yes, if, yes if, you if, need that blender. Yeah, you do. <laughs> You do. Yes. Wonderful. Well, it's been so great uh, speaking with you today. And I know that, you know, everyone is going to love all of this information. And so we've got to have you come back again because it's so much to talk about in such a short time. But oh, that, thank you oh, so much for coming You're on. So Your welcome. Best Life. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really okay. an honor and a joy. And yes, I'm so happy. Well, have a blessed day. You too. Thank you, Cersei. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Eat Your Best Life, the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Until next time, thank you for listening.